Warning. The following podcast may contain strong language, unusual humor, emotional content, and a good cup of tea. Basically, all the good stuff. Listener's discretion is advised. Yes, I remember everything. <laughs> I cry a lot. I I smoke. Um I meditate quite a bit. Hey, that's a tough one, Myra. <laughs> that is a tough one. A tough one indeed. Hello again and welcome to Almost Diaspora. My name is Myra Anubi. Today we get an in-depth look at what it really means to be almost diaspora. Through the eyes of our guest, we get to understand some of the processes that go on before you move to another country. This episode today takes us to the United States. I am in California today at um at the Bay Area and it's a really cold afternoon today actually it's it started drizzling about 15 minutes ago so it's kind of gloomy but I'm nice and snuggled up in the house uh I am born and raised in Kenya proudly African and I have always been there doing my dance and acting career and you know just doing stuff for myself and for you know my society back at home You will often hear me refer to my guest today as Ella but this is not her real name for purposes of this episode and the information that she wants to share we have decided to keep Ella anonymous however that does not change the fact that Ella is a star She's a talented dancer and artist with years worth of experience in different dance techniques. She loves expressing herself and often gives a traditional African touch to a very contemporary spring. I started dancing about 12 years ago. Uh I took my 4-year course and finished it and then started traveling and performing. and doing things like festivals and workshops and um creative uh, opportunities i just grabbed onto every creative opportunity that i got um and you know i've been in california and done a few projects with people from here and abroad as well and i think that there's an imbalance when it comes to african uh, art so and that's where i i major in african art but i'm glad to 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 say that there's a lot of people here in california who want to change that and i'm so glad to be able to just connect and you know network with people and hear other people's um experiences so because of that i know that you know there's going to be a lot more influence of that once i um I finally move out here for good. <laughs> Now every episode I try to give you a few interesting facts about migration and immigrants living in the diaspora. But this might or actually might not surprise you. 
According to data that was collected by the migration policy back in 2020, there are approximately 85.7 million immigrants living in the United States, which amounts to roughly 26% of the U.S. population. Now, with very many immigrants going to the United States, I was keen to understand how the process has been for Ella and why she is currently in the process of trying to move to California. I first came here because I am married to an American man and he was born and raised in California. So this is this is basically how I landed here just because my husband is from here. Do you remember how you guys met? Can you share that with us if you remember? Yes, I remember everything. <laughs> um that was 5 years ago now. 5 and a half or so. Yeah. I met him while I was working in Tanzania in a dance foundation. Um, and I met him while I was just sitting with my housemate friend who was managing a restaurant in in one of the towns in, in Tanzania. And my husband was there. So that's how we met. And I invited him back for a performance. And he came and he had a good time. We connected there and, you know... And we've never looked back. <laughs> San Diego is known as one of the most laid-back cities in the U.S. Sunny beaches, beautiful parks, and warm climate offer a relaxing experience. Wow. Two people, two completely different continents meeting in this amazing uh, way. How did you guys then manage kind of dating and building a relationship from kind of two continents away? Hey, that's a tough one, Myra. <laughs> that is a tough one. That is something that I wouldn't wish on any any person, any enemy, anything, anybody, because it was such a struggle to us to adjust from being together and seeing each other every day to not being in the same place, in the same house or country or continent even, uh, you know, being in a different time zone just adds on to the stress of it all. And the idea that you cannot fully live with the person that you love most and the person you want to build a life with. Um, so it just eats away at you a little bit. But, you know, thank goodness for the internet and thank goodness for ways that we can connect with each other now in these modern times i would just say that communication has kept us together that's it so what would you say the the problem has been or is is it financial is it um your careers is it just kind of being away from your families it is definitely a combination of all of them the the one thing that makes it toughest is the idea the fact that Everybody, you know, that we have to have a visa to to be a family out here. Um, that we can't be a family in physical terms until we have a piece of paper. And, you know, I guess that just weighs on you a little bit. Just thinking that somebody out there in an office, you know, has, you know, has their life, your life in their hands, um, basically. That's the hardest part of it, I think, not being in control. 
not being in control. Yeah. Providing information about the immigration process here in the U.S., I teach how to apply for a green card, how to get U.S. citizenship, and certainly how to get yourself out of difficult situations along the way. Well, historically, family reunification has been probably one of the easiest and maybe even fastest ways of bringing a loved one into the United States. Well, data shows that it can take anything between eight months to one year to just receive an immigrant visa. But for many, it takes over a year. The wait could be considerably longer when they keep requesting for more evidence. And this can be financially draining. The most common minimum annual income required to sponsor a spouse or family member for a green card is just under 22000 US dollars. Many couples fall in love in different parts of the world, but when they get to this process, it does cause a strain. I believe I did not understand what it would take for me to be with uh, a person who's not from my own country. I guess it did not register in my mind that there's all these other procedures that we have to go through just to be a family. Um, I did not prepare myself for that I think that you know it, I was in the fairy tale um, position of just imagining or no, knowing that I have found my soulmate and everything is going to be fine like as long as you know we're together and as long as um, we, you know as long as we keep being together everything would be okay but I guess that there's people who have their you know they have more power in in relationships like marriages like i like mine you know with partners coming from different countries or nationalities i did not expect all of this um yeah i, I so i would I, I would advise somebody to keep in mind that there's a lot of procedures that come about when you're dating a person or, you know, planning to be married to a person who comes from a different country, um, that there's, you can't just go and live with him or her as, as whenever you want. Uh, you can't go and start a life whenever you want. So, you know, unless you have all the money that you, you, you know, you can give away and, and just spend to make that happen. But sometimes that is not possible. So I believe being prepared for the emotional trauma that it actually is emotional trauma because the process does not take a week or a month. It could take years and just a day without your family, your full family is traumatic if, if they're not under your own terms, you know. We'll take a break right now, but when we come back, we find out how this has drained Ella and her family, sometimes financially, but mostly emotionally. Stick around to find out more. And of course, this is always a great time to find us on social media at Almost Diaspora on Twitter, Instagram, and also to send us an email with your feedback on almostdiaspora at gmail.com. We'll be back after this break. Kira Studio is a furniture-making business based in Nairobi, Kenya. 
We provide custom furniture solutions for home, office, and hospitality. Find us online at terrastudio.co.ke and at terrastudio on socials. Hi, my name is Myra Nubi, and welcome to Almost Diaspora. Here, I look at the lives of people who are or have lived in the diaspora. The good, the weird, the ugly. I'm a Kenyan living in the UK, and I'm excited to take you all around the world and explore some crazy truths about living in another country. Catch me every Friday with a new episode and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Almost Diaspora. Go ahead and send us an email with your questions or suggestions on the email almostdiaspora at gmail.com. Now, the green card application process is complex and there are potential pitfalls that await anyone who is especially applying for the first time. And of course, the worst bit is that before you can legally be accepted in the country, your spouse must be a permanent resident there. So it often ends up separating families for months and sometimes even years. I am here right now in California on my tourist visa. And we applied for that visa two times. The first time was denied. And we had to wait, I think it was about three months or so before getting the the results. And then the second time round, we, we were successful. And then that has been fine since then. But... Um, so now I have I have I am able to travel to the US for six months at a time with my tourist visa. Uh and with that I am not able to work and then I'm not able to gain any income while I am here, obviously because those are the rules and I'm happy to follow them just so that you know obviously we, we get to the point where we want, we can be a family, you know, that, because that's the end goal. Um, I struggled with, we, we've struggled with applying for the, my green card because my husband and I are young folks. We have not, you know, gained a lot of money in our accounts to be able to, to dish out, um, this fees. And so we've been able to work through the months and through time to gather up this, this, you know, finances. And that can be a roller coaster as well because of all the expectations that come with um, being with somebody from the U.S. and and all of that from my own culture. I I I, I assume that you understand. You would understand that situation. I do. I do. There must be so many costs involved, just even in having to travel all the time. Yeah, especially because Mara, in my case. I am applying because I'm, I'm applying. We are applying for two people because I have a son, and my husband adopted him, and so we are applying for green cards now to be able to come and live here and, and be together. So for both our cases, obviously that's a different case for everybody. Not everybody applies for themselves and their children 
so that's I guess that's a different case for for me. But in other cases, I also know that some people have waited for a long time and just to just to collect this money to pay for the fees and sometimes it just it doesn't happen and sometimes it does so for for us it has been a struggle just because we are set, settling ourselves and with with all these different things that you know we have to deal with in our personal lives um a normal family would not be dealing with this if they were coming from the same nationality. There's a lot of expectations that they put on you before they let you in the country. And um, a lot of that translates to your bank account and the things that you have accomplished and where you work and things like that. And for me, I, as a freelance artist, I, a lot of those gaps cannot be filled. You know, so that that allows me to have doubts in my mind of will they let me in because I do not deliver a lot of the things that they they feel is important for me to be in their country. To come visit with you maybe for the summer and then go back home. Strategically, let's back up, back up and think about this from a strategic standpoint. You have to ask yourself several questions. There's a, you could even think about a hole that cannot be filled at any particular time of my life right now. <laughs> because it's for me, it's either I am with my husband here because he works here and this is where we get our family revenue, uh, family, you know, everything. Um, but since my son does not have a tourist visa yet, he cannot travel. So that means I cannot be here with him and with my husband i can so i have to either be with my husband or be with my son at you know at any particular given time that has been strenuous emotionally as a mother as a wife you want to play all the roles that you know god has blessed you with and when you're not able to do that you know it's it's not fun it's not fun to go through life. You're not, you're not fully happy going through life experiences because it could be better. I am still in the thick and thin of this <laughs> uh, at the moment. Uh, I am only here for another what another week before I go back to Kenya, um, and handle family issues as well because whew, we just lost one of my family members. And I have been here during COVID times, during the pandemic. So it has not been, it's not a, an easy position to be in. In January, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, released its data for green card and naturalization applications for the fourth quarter of fiscal year 2020. The stats? A total of 7.47 million immigration applications were submitted. Oh, my dear. How do you deal with all of this emotionally? Because it's just, it's so much. <laughs> low can get very low. And, you know, it's not just me as well. It's the whole world is going through a pandemic. And it's something that nobody expected or fully prepared for. Um, but for me, I have my lows. I think I have my lows once 
like every 15 every day for 15 seconds i have or something like i deal with my laws every day because a lot of the things around me a lot of the activities that i'm doing right now are tied into the pandemic and the loss of my of my loved one and the um the inability to be a mother and a wife at the same time would it be easier or more complicated if you all decided to settle in Kenya instead yes i he does he would have to go through a visa process himself uh but he would obviously not be able to generate the amount of money that he's making here um and and but i mean getting the papers to get to kenya from you know as a as a, an american national is not is not hard at all you know uh, it, it would be easy for him for us to settle down in kenya but we are not sure that we'll be stable there So I'm interested to know what would you do if you were Ella and this was your family. What do you think should happen? Of course, go ahead and share on almostdiaspora@gmail.com and we have shared loads about Kenya and other beautiful places in the world. So go ahead and make sure that you listen to our previous episodes. It's important for you to know that the visa application process can be a strain especially for you your partner and even your family you know one of us has to sacrifice um or all of us have to and in my case one of us has to sacrifice no matter what because even if we moved to kenya um with my husband that means that he would not be with his family which is something that i'm experiencing here but also he would not be able to get to earn money for for his for his family and i wouldn't i am sure that dance would not pay me as well in kenya as it would pay me in california obviously so i this is just you know some sacrifices that we have to make for now but i believe in a few years time um after we have saved and you know lived a little bit and saved a little bit more i believe that our it i will be able to move back home and actually our retirement plan is to move uh, is to is to retire in kenya and what what about your son uh, ella um what are some of the ways that you think this might have affected him do you have conversations with him even though sometimes you're unable to fully explain or understand what will happen next we've had conversations about it he's just 7 years old but you know he talks to me we have video calls pretty much every day and um it is hard on him to not be with with his parents he's with my mom and my mom is basically the best company other than us um i know he struggles with missing us um 
but I also know that we are working towards us being in a better position and situation for our family. So it's it's hard to wait till that happens. The process of waiting till things fall through is where the 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 struggle comes in. I wish that was better. And how do you deal with everyone always asking you questions and wanting to find out exactly what's going on? I mean excluding me of course, but <laughs> everyone else. Um I guess it depends on who's asking. I I have start I have a very close circle of friends, very very tight. Um not many people talk to me about my visa situation unless i'm talking to them and uh yeah it's it's a pretty private thing i guess so i don't really talk about it much to people and i don't mind um sharing my experience with people if they ask me um yeah pretty chill with that my lows are full of tears i cry as soon as the emotion hits me uh i believe in crying i believe in letting it go i cry a lot i i smoke um i meditate quite a bit um every single day i do my yoga and i stretch and i like to go out and 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 smell the fresh air and feel the wind and feel movement and see other people other than you know other than myself i feel like that awakens me to see the big picture um my i cry a lot every single i would say almost every single day i have to shed a tear because of an emotional reaction that i just gotten from from this whole experience this really does sound like um depression ella exactly that's exactly what it is St- i've been struggling with depression for a while and and that's one of the things that i highly um i i i realized that i have been depressed even before i knew what depression was it was never addressed i never spoke about it um i didn't raise any alarms because everybody tells you life is hard you deal with it and i believe that those are the days when i started finding my coping mechanisms and those mechanisms have been taking me through till date and dance is one of those things moving in my body is one of those things um and as you know depression makes you want to be in a dark place and you don't want to move and so even what you love to do you cannot do now because you're struggling with your emotional balance i highly i highly disregard for myself like i many times i don't even accept it for myself and 
after breaking down and talking to my husband or you know my mom i realized that i'm actually in a rut like you get stuck at a point where neither left or right is comfortable to your liking where your own hands your own capabilities are not able to to prop, to to give you what you want you know Mm. it's it's a it's a depressing state where you feel like there's nothing you can do and the only people who can help you don't even know you so it's a hard it's a hard place to start um when 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 I'm when I'm in my depressive mode when I'm in that mode when I'm in it I don't see I don't see possibilities I see the struggles that I have to go through to get to where I want, you know? Hopefully we will have a global passport that everybody will be able to go wherever whenever start families do whatever. If you're listening to this and for your own personal reasons you might also be struggling with depression please reach out we do have an organization called mental 360 that's willing ready able to provide you with help wherever you are thank you for listening to this episode and stick around cuz next week on friday we travel again and we find out what it means to be almost diaspora